G'day and welcome to Turning Your Cruising Dreams into Reality podcast. I'm Jackie Parry and it's good to have your company. Today I'm going to talk to you about fear. Fear's a funny thing. And having been introduced to the sailing world as a young woman and faced those fears of being a new world in a new world I didn't understand, now and recently I've been thrust back into the the sailing world as a ocean racer. Something new to me and as a middle-aged woman, there was a whole new gamut of fear and emotions happening. So I feel like I've had the experience both ways. So I've written about that and here's the story. I hope you enjoy it. This episode is brought to you by Pantaneous Yacht Insurance. Fear is a funny thing. Recently, in the midst of teeth-grinding fear, I realised it was not the event itself causing my sleepless nights, it was the lead up to it. The what-ifs that stirred up those little fear gremlins into a frenzy. I know this because during the event, we surfed down waves at 20 knots in the blackest of black nights. I spread my arms and I felt like I was flying. I loved it. I'm not scared. I should be scared. I pondered that for a moment as the boat whooshed forward. Well, you are a maritime trainer with many miles of commercial and recreational boating under your belt. You know you're in safe water. You are with an incredible skipper and a super strong boat. You've rescued many boats in much worse conditions than this as a rescue skipper. I reflected on that. We do get caught up with the what-ifs, don't we? Well, I know I do. The myriad of thoughts help me grow in so many different ways. To delve into the peaks and troughs of the fear... Let me start at the beginning. Will you do the Melbourne to Hobart race with me? This question came at a funny time as I was right in the middle of recording a podcast on fear. I haven't sailed for three years, I said. No, it's longer than that. I was chatting with Lisa Blair, world record holder for circumnavigated Antarctica, single-handed which included a dismasting. Lisa Blair, world record holder for circumnavigating Australia single-handed. Lisa Blair is asking me to be her co-skipper. You know I have only cruised barefoot and only operated commercial motorboats. I've never raced before. My voice rose as I visualised the real and imagined horrors of the Southern Ocean. Oh, it's informal, fun and a small fleet, Lisa laughed. With my stomach apparently trying to vault over my lungs, I staggered back into the caravan. At the time, we were living in a horrible, old, smelly caravan as we were building our house. And actually, three years later, we still are building that house. At the time, I had a stinking cold. My head ached as his as if stuffed with cotton wool, and everything hurt. Shit, I thought. I can barely walk. How am I going to sail? 
Am I capable enough? I asked Noel. Of course! Tell me about the race. I read the first line of the event. Arguably the toughest race in Australia. The trajectory of Noel's coffee from his mouth was quite something. His body shook with mirth. Oh, hysterical, I frowned. Thank you very much. I think I have my answer. Noel managed to pull himself together, wipe the floor, his mouth and eyes. I noticed his body still shook with a silent giggle. Of course you can do this. You are brilliant on a boat. You always do what needs to be done. Later, while ignoring my body organs rearranging themselves, I pondered, so what am I fearful of? The weather? Well, it can be unpleasant. It can be crappy. It can make you wish you were anywhere else in the world except on a bloody boat. I know this. I can deal with it. I won't like it, but I can deal with it. Noel and I chatted while I made my decision. And my fear came down to letting people down. What if I cock up? You won't. How Noel knew this quite so certainly, I'm not sure. But that was my biggest worry. With not racing before and being out of practice, I was terrified of messing it up and letting Lisa down. I don't like being near other boats. Well, there's plenty of room in Bass Strait in the Southern Ocean, Noel giggled. I'm sure he muttered something about few are silly enough to venture down to the west coast of Tassie. I have nothing to wear, no boating stuff at all. I should really launch my training videos before then. I need some sister ship merchandise. There's, there's not enough time. Meanwhile, Lisa encouraged me to join her on the delivery from Sydney to Melbourne. It was perfect training time. God, I'm not fit enough. I'm 50 next year. I have a cold. And by the way, I haven't sailed long distance for over six years. Over the next two days, my cold travelled down to my chest and I coughed and whimpered. Walking to the bathroom was still an effort. But the thought of an ocean race with Lisa creating a record, carrying a message and facing a challenge was too much. If it scares me and excites me, then I must do it. The fitness campaign began. I wheezed up and down hills, wondering who was running a motor, realising the noise was migrating chest as I gasped for air. I purchased thermals, gloves and seasick tablets. I arranged flights, courses, sailing memberships. Had I made the right decision, there was barely time to think about it. Except at night. I flipped from excitement and visions of smooth water slicing through the waves ahead of all the fleet, enjoying a thoroughbred race boat instead of a heavy displacement ocean cruiser, and teaming up with Lisa for a successful voyage. Then the other part of me realised the battle that lay ahead. We traverse the Southern Ocean on the west side of Tasmania, not the comparatively easy east side. 
will have a lee shore, reefs, notoriously fickle and changeable weather. What the beep was I thinking? I hadn't done a decent sail for over six years and I'm a laid-back cruiser. It's nothing like racing. Crossing oceans, Noel and I could think about jibing for hours before we did it. That wasn't going to cut it in a race. It's going to be a great adventure. You may not enjoy all of it, but an adventure it will be, Noel said. The next minute, though, he'd laugh hysterically, shake his head and mutter, the bloody Southern Ocean, and walk off shaking his head. Keep positive, Jack, I berated myself through one night and woke up feeling buoyant and excited. It was time to buck up. Suddenly, I was in Sydney, sitting on board Climate Action Now. But where were the cushions? I wondered. I quickly reminded myself I was here to race, not partake in a leisurely cruise. When underway, the boat made complete sense. It's built and set up to race, not lie back enjoying the world at deck level. The more miles behind us, the more I fell in love with the boat and the unfamiliar setup. Lisa had completed the lioness's share of the work already. And beneath two days of sweltering heat and smoke, we finished the preparations. As we untied the lines and puttered into the most magnificent harbour in the world, everything felt right. I felt great. We hauled sail and headed south. In the cockpit, I glared at the 40 lines. Set up for single-handing, meant that 40 critical, loaded lines were in one place. I stared at the array of colour. How on earth am I going to figure that lot out? 40 of them. During the cruise down the coast, I quickly learned I was not boat fit. Now, boat fit is quite different to being fit, although being fit obviously helps. I tripped and caught my feet on everything. I felt old. I felt clumsy and useless. Frustration engulfed me. That night on watch, I learned. I studied. I traced the lines. I pulled them, pushed. I memorised and I moved around that boat. I cajoled my body back into the swing of boating life. The following day was better and the delivery was fun. We motored into Melbourne, tying up at 2am, sitting beneath towering, sleeping apartments, sipping a cool beer, our faces glowed with a successful voyage. We had faced 40 knot headwinds in Bass Strait, but we had worked together and enjoyed the experience. I still had much to learn about the boat and racing, but it was starting to feel possible. Those headwinds were perfect training. Those two beers were two of the best I've ever had. The conveyor belt of race ready took off. I flew home for one night before flying up to Sydney for a sea survival course. As a maritime teacher, my sea survival ticket lasts a lifetime, but I don't have the racing sailing element. 
Regular training is important and this sea survival course carried an emphasis on sailboats. Terry and his team at Pacific Sailing School were terrific, supporting our quest and delivering fine training. With the first aid updated as well, I flew back to Melbourne on Christmas Eve, where Lisa and I spent Christmas Day passage planning and finishing last-minute jobs. The connections and support from Women Who Sail Australia constantly amaze me. With over 4,000 members, it's quite likely several members will be in the same port at the same time. Our Women Who Sail Australia member in the same place was an angel from heaven and in the form of Mary Ann Raven. We were in Melbourne prior to meeting up with the Women Who Sail Australia team taking up the Cock of the Bay race on Boxing Day, the day before the Melbourne to Hobart race. Luckily for Lisa and me, that Mary Ann was there too. We are across the harbour, come over for dinner. Christmas had so far sat firmly on the sidelines, together with my Boxing Day birthday. After Mary Ann's invite, warm smiles, mouth-watering smells and welcoming faces greeted us into the Yacht Club lounge. That evening, Lisa and I became extended family of Mary Ann and Andrew's family. Laughter, support, fun and delicious food and only one beer each was perfect. I love Christmas. Togetherness, relaxing, indulging. So I was missing Noel even more at this point because we usually do everything together. Mary Ann and her family were a wonderful gift and I have a new friendship that's very special. Boxing Day morning and eight women from the Women Who Sail Australia group joined us for the Cock of the Bay race. What a blast. Ten fantastic women, all with differing experience, all with open minds and hearts, laughter, learning, camaraderie and new friends. The day flew and too soon we were saying farewell. The crew's faces reflected a contented exhaustion. Flashes of pity cross some faces as we hug goodbye. We are so tired. How on earth can you face another race tomorrow? I was wondering that myself. The following morning, after many media interviews, it was time to go. No time for nerves. In fact, after a morning of interviews, we were both more than ready. Let's just get on with it. With great skill, Lisa manoeuvred her boat as we tacked, watched, waited and smiled and waved at all the boats vying for the best start. It was a thrill. The sun shone, the breeze was steady. We continued to watch the weather. We'd completed the passage planning, discussed tactics, man overboard, communication, sleep and safety. Suddenly the fleet were flying towards Bass Strait, slicing through the water with white waves flowing by our bows. Then we all stopped. Be calmed. I hadn't felt like this for a long time. Suddenly, I had an affinity with middle-aged women. After all, I am one. The emotional effects of self-inflicted pleasure, learning something new, Coping with a female body at a certain age, 
and all that forgetfulness that brings, what is it with that? As I broached the issue, Lisa was saying how she noticed the same thing. It was a night watch where I tweaked the sails, fiddled, played, got more than less out of the boat, but learned so much. I wasn't watched. I felt no pressure. I began to shine and got on with sailing this amazing machine. With five days of a mixed bag of everything, from hushed calm days to wave-crashing storm, to gusting winds on the final stretch up the Derwent River, we made it. The fishing boat that laid boys out around us when becalmed was forgotten. After Lisa explained to the skipper we were in a race and couldn't manoeuvre that easily. The shattered block in the storm as the bow dipped and crashed. The teamwork, the sleepless nights, the new friendships, the awakening of my sailing senses. The record. We'd done it all. We are the first double-handed all-female team to complete the West Coaster in the 47 years of the race's history. The fleet was small, the weather mostly kind, but that didn't lessen the challenge of two women handling a feisty 50-footer in the stormy Southern Ocean. Not only did I learn a lot from Lisa, but I learned a lot about me as well. It took some time to kick-start this old brain and body back into the sailing mode. As Noel said to Lisa, She's like a cold diesel. Takes a while to warm up, but then when she does, she'll go forever. When we parted with a big friendship hug, she thanked me and told me how well I'd done. And that was enough. The race and time with Lisa has reawakened the passion for sailing. It's hard with four horses and a home I adore. But when I catch Noel looking at boats for sale, now I don't tut quite so loudly. I do hope you enjoyed my story and I've tried to be as honest as I can with facing new elements and getting over that fear. We all have our own tactics for doing that and for me it's just working at it and facing those challenges. Please check out Lisa's website as well, Climate Action Now. She has a book coming out soon. If you'd like to read this article, head on over to sistershiptraining.com and click on media. And there you'll find lots of articles and other podcasts. Thanks for joining me today. It's been nice having you here listening. My name's Jackie Parry and I wish you safe sailing.